0: I just, yeah, I know. I'm saying I am the mess. I'm. It be like that. It be it, like that sometimes. It does be like that. Things, it, it does be like that. Say does, that back to yourself really
1: slowly. It does be like that, dude. So I was having this. Uh, it, it wasn't even an argument. People were having an argument about the new Pokemon game. Some of my friends, and I just kind of hopped in and I was like, "Well, your uh, your opinion is invalid because you believe in neither uh, the Pope nor Abraham Lincoln." And this dude went ballistic. <laughs> He's like, how fucking dare you about I was like, dude, like read read that sentence back to yourself. And then and then to, you know, and then you tell me that you are still mad.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's break down the structure of that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the Pope is cool. Abraham Lincoln was a pretty fucking cool guy. <laughs> you know? Good shit. Some can say that you could see what goes right through his head, you know? <laughs> ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs>
1: Dude, we have um, we have those uh those fucking candies that are the coins, and one of them is the JFK one, and like they don't come with threads, so mm-hmm. we have to thread them ourselves and poke the hole. And whoever threaded this year's missed the opportunity to put it right through his skull. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, anyway, uh, top ten reasons
0: why we're going to hell. Yeah, uh, that was number one. What would be number two? I don't know. Listen to the past 144 episodes, and I'm sure you can find 99 more. Yeah, for sure, definitely, definitely, definitely. Man, but I'm glad we got this computer fixed. But I have a feeling I'm gonna have to start searching through my options and or my settings and seeing what the fuck is going on with all the other stuff I got going on. Yeah, right now. you know,
1: once you get like too comfy, yeah. Windows will be like, uh,
0: yeah, correct, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, PTSD. Yeah, but um, uh, so Gabe, are you ready to commence this year-in-review episode? Yeah, let's uh, let's christen this bitch and say sayonara. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 145. Feels weird, man. One, four, five. Yeah. We are back on a decent day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Ex- extremely decent for December's sake. Yeah. It's kind of wet, though, so I can't go skate, which yeah. is my gripe. Yeah. But fucking a couple of days ago, we had like 60 degrees. and It was, yeah, fucking, was, it was fucking gorgeous outside. I, the bikes came out. I'm like, damn. That's crazy. But yeah, um, pretty nice day here today. So... Uh, as stated on the pre-roll, we are here to do our year in review episode. My personal opinion, the year in review episodes are always some of our best um, because, I don't know, it's just nice to recap the year sometimes. Absolutely. And uh, I've looked back at previous year in reviews and yeah, always a good time. Always a good time. Never disappoints. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun to put a nice little cherry on the top of the year. And 2019 has
1: been a pretty good one. Yeah, we've had some ups and downs and we've had a lot of good albums and some things in between
0: correct um i told gabe yesterday this may this may actually be our most active year ever last year i believe we had 44 by the end of the year this year we had 45 so we beat it by one uh i was on vacation for a couple weeks you were on vacation for a couple weeks so
1: yeah we're still missing seven S- Yeah, six, question seven, mark six <clears throat> seven long well i
0: guess it also depends on what day of the week the beginning and end of the year line up in right this is true yeah this is true uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's the 29th, and we're, we're ready to go ahead and go. But other than that, I mean, before we get into, like, the nitty-gritty, all the crazy good stuff that we got planned for you guys today, Gabe, how was your week, buddy? Good, man. We celebrated
1: Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, went to that Potter pop-up bar, mm-hmm. had some fun here and there, Okay. drank Malort for the first time. Malort? Yeah. What the fuck is Malort? It's supposedly a Chicago favorite, and it's, everything about it going into going out is just absolutely terrible. But I had that mixed with mint juice, and they called oh. it the Malort. It oh, was all okay. right. I give him credit for that.
0: Yeah. That wasn't pretty, bad. Pretty creative. The yeah.
1: butterbeer was decent, and the Golden Snitch was like a golden graham cracker with cinnamon, and it. it was pretty good.
0: So overall, you would grade your your experience? How would it how would, help? How well? It was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, if you guys plan
1: on going, I definitely recommend a weeknight, and definitely double fist your drinks because you're not going to want to stand in that line twice. Okay. So just order right. four up front. <laughs> and my recommendation is order four different
0: ones so you can try more shit. Where Where is this located? <clears throat> At Replay. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Sounds good. Sounds good. My week, whatever. It's Christmas. We had fun. Uh, Elisana got a bunch of good stuff that's really annoying. Uh, you know, the, the, the kitty toys. Uh, we tried to go see Frozen 2. We got like 75, 80% through, and then Elisana started to get a little antsy. She wanted to run around the whole entire theater, and it's like, ah. <laughs> if, if it was an empty movie theater, no problem. But it was like decently packed because I guess people like to see movies during Christmas. So, I mean, from what I saw, I liked it. Good stuff. Yeah. um, It was definitely darker in tone. That's something that we talked about when when we saw the trailers drop and stuff like that. It was definitely darker, so that was interesting. And, yeah, I mean, it didn't seem like bad of a film, but unfortunately didn't get a chance to finish it. So I can't get it like a full grade. Um, But, yeah. Down the line. Yeah, down the line. Not too bad. Uh, Anyway, so, Gabe, I mean, we we got some stuff. Do you want to do this album first or do you want to do it like Hmm. what, what, what order are you feeling for this? Um, Want to well, do movie first? Yeah, let's just go top down.
1: So movie of the year. You can go first for this one, my friend.
0: All right. So actually, I got five movies that I have. No, I'll start at the top, and then we'll just kind of go through the rest. So my number one movie of the year is a franchise that people care deeply about. All right. Is it Star Wars? Uh, One that all the fans were really looking forward to, the end of a saga, so to speak. Uh, My favorite movie of the year was uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh, there yeah. you go. The yeah. other big Disney one. Correct. Uh, just because I feel, I mean, I, I had a great, great time with Star Wars. Again, we talked about it last week on the pod, but I just think Endgame was like perfect. I think everybody was satisfied with Endgame. So um, I just think it was the perfect film. I don't think you could do it any better. We got everything we've wanted out of the film. Uh, we got some great stories. We got some good laughs, some, some very somber, sad moments. It made you feel everything, right? And like I said, Star Wars made me feel those things too, but I think uh, for this phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think it was a perfect note to end on. Uh, some big moments, all that good stuff. So I'm putting Endgame at the top of my list this year. Um, do you want to alternate or you just want me to go through my list? Mm, let's go through your list, Chief. All right, so Endgame, number one. Number two, Star Wars. Same kind of deal. I think it put a beautiful cherry on top of a great story. And, um, yeah, man, I'm just happy that we got to see it. And I'm glad that movie did not disappoint me. All right. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. We talked about it last week. Don't need to go into much more detail than that. Next up, The Joker. The Joker, a solid film. Um, you know, it was definitely a thinker's, thinking man's film. Uh, you could definitely break down a lot of aspects of the film. Which is why I enjoyed it so much. Uh, You and I had a pretty in-depth look. We took a different, you know, look from different points of view. How we perceived the story, how it may have actually played out versus what may have happened. It it was cool. So uh, Joker was very, very cool. Next up on the line, Toy Story Four. I loved it. I laughed. I cried. It was a great story. Uh, And again, I think this is the reoccurring theme. Put a cap uh, to this story. I don't think we needed to see it go any further. Um, you know, put a nice little epilogue to the end of Toy Story three. Again, if you, some people didn't like it, I heard just because I don't know, they felt like they didn't want Woody to leave the gang, so to speak, spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, They didn't didn't see it now. Yeah. uh, They didn't want Woody to leave the gang, but I think it was about time that he did something for himself, you know? Absolutely. And uh, I think him as a character deserves that much. And it was a wonderful little send off. And last but not least, Spider-Man far from home. It was awesome. Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job, you know, and, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. He did a good job. So, um, those are my top five. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. My top five films. And I think it's how all but one is not Disney related. (laughs) That's (laughs) pretty sick. sick. So at my top, I have Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, there you go. Okay. You good. You good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, so at my
1: top is Ford versus Ferrari. I spoke about this movie extensively when I did my review. Um, like I said, I knew the story, uh, both of these actors and the entire crew did a fucking phenomenal job at portraying their roles, and it just had me by the balls for the entire two-and-a-half-hour ride, even though I knew exactly what happened step-by-step step and all the, those things. And I think that to revisit something and make it interesting again, that's a whole feat of its own. Absolutely. Uh, number two, Star Wars. Uh, good runner-up. I Yeah, it's kind of same sentiment. I'm glad that we both enjoyed this film, and I'm glad that at least for us, it was a very satisfying ending. I know people have mixed feelings about it for whatever reason. But um, I, I seriously enjoyed it, and I think it's probably the most action-packed Star Wars film to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, The Lighthouse. I'm kind of starting to warm up to this movie. I know I had a kind of mixed opinions about it mm-hmm. when I did my initial review. I but I call it mixed. Um, there was definitely elements of the movie that I didn't appreciate or maybe mm-hmm. care for. But I think as time sort of went on and I had room to digest it, a full eight weeks to digest the film... Um, It, it kind of grew on me And I think I might revisit it Maybe do a deep dive On the other cast Okay Uh, What are we at now Number four Yep Number four uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 Oh okay That was cute Fun All that good shit And then number five Toy Story 4 Okay you Summed up my thoughts Pretty well And yeah, man. It was kind of rough not to cry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I found it very difficult to, to not get emotional about the whole entire thing. Being a guy who cares about the franchise so much and loves these characters so, so much. Going back to childhood, you know, um, it was a nice little story. And I think they did a great job with it. So, that was movie talk. That was movies. All righty. Uh, let's do games. Yeah. So... Well, lots of start. good stuff came out this year, um, including but
1: not limited to phenomenal remakes, uh, game franchises that have been revived by surprising studios, mm-hmm. uh, new IPs and shit like that. Things like these come out every year, but I think 2019 is rather special. Um, so we always have like a weird little thing with our game of the year, because mm-hmm. we have one that was the game that we enjoyed most mm-hmm. that came out in 2019, and then we have the game we put the most, most time, time into, in yep. 2019. So. My game of the year that came out in 2019 is Resident Evil 2. Okay. Such a good fucking remake. And like I said, I, I'm not jumpy. I'm not skittish. But that game makes me all those things, man. Okay. It was just a good reprise, a good reimagining of such a fucking cult classic. And, you know, I, I, I told it to you, but, like, it's good to have Resident Evil back on top. Correct. And the game that I put the most time into this year is Persona 5. I have 90 hours in my first playthrough and the only reason I didn't start a second playthrough Is because the enhanced version P5R Comes out in March
0: I mean I, I'm a total moron Gabe I have no idea what the fuck Persona 5 is Yeah it's a
1: JRPG man One okay. of my buddies
0: was like hey you should scoop it up Saw so it at Best Buy
1: it was 20 bucks and I said fuck it okay. Kind of let it sit for a few weeks and then I hopped in And there was like a point where like I didn't touch anything else okay. And so we cranked out 90 hours worth of content And playthrough one And we're not even like fully done yet So
0: very, very. I had cool. a fucking
1: blast with that game
0: Very very cool okay uh, So my game of the year is Jedi Fallen Order Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just because I've talked about it at length. I fucking love this game. I think it was the Star Wars game we've always wanted, right? And, uh, yeah, great little story. Um, It's kind of self-containing, you you know. It's it's canon, but, you know, it could be self-containing if you wanted it to be. And uh, the gameplay was great. Now, the only complaint that I have is all performance-based um they've they've kind of sharpened that up a little bit but yeah. this
1: optimization will come down the line of course yeah
0: I, I popped it in recently and there's still some issues with it but i just love um kind of the customization that it gave you with the lightsaber and the color and all that good stuff how you can make the ship look how you can make the guy look and like i said a, a good story uh definitely kept me uh on the hook the whole entire time and did a great job so the game i spent the most time playing this year also came out this year uh, it is MLB the show 2019 uh, just because I love a baseball mark and I can't help it and um, yeah I've I put so many fucking hours into this game it's re- fucking ridiculous I love baseball games I've learned that uh, out of all the sports games that exist I prefer to play baseball games it's mm-hmm. good to break up the monotony because I feel like you and I
1: are very centered towards FPS and very actiony games and, Correct. you know sometimes it's nice to
0: sit back and just hit a ball. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I put a lot of hours in, like, my own characters. I have multiple, uh, my multiple players. The whole Haramio family? Yeah, the multiple players in different franchises, different positions, things like that. Having a blast. I actually put, like, six hours in last night. <sighs> Sick. Uh, but, yeah, so um, had a good time with that. Overall, uh, that's easily the game I spent the most time playing this year. So there is that. So uh, what do you want to do next, Gabe? Hmm. Well, we got a lot of music stuff. Yeah. So I figured we shall we want to want to dive into it now. Yeah. Let's
1: just get right through it. So our albums of the year, um, I'm sure we have some overlap, but we do a top five countdown. Um, I'll start with my fifth one, Mm -hmm. Varials in Darkness. Okay. Um, I feel like, okay. I gave this album a pretty solid review when it came out. But there was, you know, there's like that period of time when you revisit a work and you're like, yeah, this thing is, <laughs> this thing is heavy, brutal. Okay. Um, there's really something special about what they did here and and how they one upped not only themselves but kind of the hardcore bar mm-hmm. of where to put all of these other subsequent bands. And they did a fucking phenomenal job um, with the production. We spoke a, lo- a bit how they do these phenomenal sort of uh, atmospheric transitions. I'm a sucker for that shit, man. Good job, yeah, sure.
0: Aerials. Yep. Absolutely. You owe me, me, yeah, me, go me, ahead. me next. All right. Uh, the, for my fifth, uh, after kind of doing some reworking, some tooling around on the albums of the year, this one actually did make the cut. Uh, the devil wears Prada. The act it's is my cool. fifth, uh, you know, on the list. And it, I just think, take a look. I think it shows tremendous growth of this band. Um, you, you mentioned it on the top 10 countdown that we had last week. Um, about how, you know, um, they they kind of broke the mold and became less of a fad. This shows uh, tremendous growth from them. I think that um, they've matured as musicians. Not to say that they're not going to have their crazy heavy moments because they still do. They definitely still have it in them. I know that. Um, but this showed growth as musicians, as songwriters. They've, like I said, I think uh, Chemical might be their best song they've ever written ever. And um, yeah, I think it, it was a good album. It was definitely on the higher end of Devil Weir Prada's album in the last couple of years or last couple of releases. And yeah, they should be proud of that. They did a great job and it is number five. So on
1: that the that's also my number four. I'm going to touch on that a little bit. Um, you know, I kind of spoke last week how Dead Throne was their solidification into the um, veterans, you know, of the core scene, the metal core scene. And if that is a testament to these bands longevity, then chemical the earth i should say the act as an album is a testament to you can be as creative as you want and you can be intuitive you could try new things while still remaining within the realm within the spectrum of what the metalcore kids like we saw bands like wage war do it mm-hmm. uh, kind of mixed opinions on that you did die prevail album review and we see bands kind of trying to cater to this style more so easily where bring me the horizon had that jump mm-hmm. the devil wears prada and I'm not saying they're going to make that crazy jump and be pop music one day. Yeah. I'm just saying that they had a blast and you can tell writing this album mm-hmm. and it is a testament to always push your boundaries and maybe if it doesn't sound like, you know, last year's album or two years ago's album, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, I mean, think it'd be very easy to get stuck in a rut and they... They fought that. They fought that off pretty well. I've, I've, none of their releases I felt have been like them just, you know, going through the motions. They feel like everything has got something to say along the way. So they've, absolutely, they have continued to mature and be a great band. We are uh, on your number four. Yes, sir. Uh, Counterparts, nothing left to love. Okay. Yeah. So this was a this is a really good album from a, a band um, that you know has been around for a little bit, but uh, this, I think this is a, a tremendous step forward for them. Uh, I think that they showed that they can write some beautiful songs along the way. Obviously, hardcore people tend to think doesn't lend themselves to that kind of style, but in actuality, to me, uh, when hardcore is beautiful, it is super beautiful. It's that supermodel, right? And uh, they've done a great job. Uh, you know, they had some really good songs, some high moments, um, and it kind of it slows it down at times, you know what I mean? And it makes you think about what they're saying as opposed to just kind of going apeshit balls to the wall the whole entire time. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure this is probably higher on your list. but This is actually my number
1: three, so... Oh, okay. I <laughs> so like this little al- alternating thing. Yeah. Um, you nailed it on the fucking head, dude. Counterparts is not new to the scene. They've been doing hardcore, and they've been doing hardcore well for the better part of, what, 10 years almost? Sounds I, about right, yeah. For, for 10 years, and Nothing Left to Love is... Oh, man, it's a very interesting album musically, but more so lyrically. I think that when you... Brush past the awesome guitar work, the good production, the fucking, you know, Will Putney's magic and the band's talent. I think once you brush past that, sit down and listen to the way Brendan Murphy's vocals and lyrics lend themselves to the instrumental work and everything else about it. I think that's what brings this album from good a great and i think it's super deserving of my number three spot
0: correct 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 so i'm I'm generally curious on how much more we're gonna line up along the way because because i got two left you got three left yeah so my my three is varials in darkness okay so (laughs) (laughs) basically you know piggybacking off what you said this is probably my favorite like straightforward hardcore album this year i know a lot of people look to knock loose as kind of being the face of it and absolutely they are and there's definitely it, it definitely made my honorable mentions this year, which we'll talk about a little bit after the fact. But Knockless uh, did a great job. However, you know, Invarius brings kind of a different texture. You know, uh, when you go to a burger restaurant, you expect some beef, right? But there's something to be said when you include a little bit of oatmeal in that beef, right? Give it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> hold, yeah, there's, hold up. Hold up, Chief. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shush. But, yeah, give it a texture to a style of music that um, you know what to expect. I think is interesting. Uh, they definitely brought... New things to the table. We talked about a little bit of the the ambient noise that they brought to mm-hmm. the album. It shows like tremendous maturity. Uh, a lot of the lyrical content was fantastic. We talked about the feature with Brendan from uh, Counterparts. I, in my opinion, it's still the best this year, unless somebody drops something ridiculous in the next couple of days. I don't see that changing. And uh, yeah, these guys did a great job. And uh, really impressed with them. They like I talked about how um, you know Counterparts took the step to the step up. These guys took two three steps up. At least in my They, they did
1: a long lunge. They got them fucking
0: 6-foot legs. Correct. Yeah. Uh they definitely moved up to my books and I'm definitely keeping a closer eye on them now than I was before. And not to say the last album wasn't was bad because it wasn't. It was actually pretty pretty fucking good. This one just takes it so much further. Good stuff. And uh yeah, I love it. i just makes me it just makes me feel stuff and that's I like music that makes Virals me feel is
1: stuff. like those porn website sign up so it's like no credit cards, no bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get with very Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Full frontal penetration, buddy. Anyway, my number oh man, we're already on number two. Yeah, man. My number two, Norma Jean, all hail. Uh this is a fucking what is it, your number two as well? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's just fucking go at it though, man. <laughs> Norma Jean dropped a phenomenal fucking album front to back. And kind of same setup. These guys aren't green beans. They're not new, but our kind of inside joke was that They went out of relevancy for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And now they're back. I don't know what the fuck has changed in their formula for writing or their lineup or whatever, right? Because I was never truly invested until All Hail came out. And you got stuff like Mind Over Matter or Mm -hmm. Mind Over Mind, Safety Last, Landslide Defeater, Mm -hmm. all fucking, you know, Pit Warrior anthems out there. Bangers. Yeah, absolutely. And dude, I don't know. There's just something about very quality metalcore music that doesn't per se stray too far from. Maybe the mold mm-hmm. or the recipe, mm-hmm. but you know when, you know, nobody makes cookies like your grandma does. You know what I mean? And that recipe, you may be able to make it at home. You or your wife may be able to make it at home,
0: but there's something special about just grandma's cookies. Correct. Absolutely. These guys, um, you know, like you said, they disappeared for a little bit. Um, I think, yeah, kind of easily fell out of the limelight, which I think is something that they intended because um, they think they wanted to craft a well, a really well crafted album. You know, they had a great, great production. You know, we talked about that. Uh, great production. Uh, very, everything sounds very slick, very smooth, um, very aggressive from a band that's getting up there in age, which you wouldn't think that they would have that level of aggression in them. You would think that maybe they would go the route of like maybe like a Devil Wears product, maybe where they decide to soft it up a little bit or maybe make more straightforward rock songs. Um, but they, they said, fuck it. You know, we're going to go out there and still go 100 miles per hour. And still write songs that, like you said, that would get the pit masters rolling. And you would get kids punched in the face. And uh, I saw them live this year. They were fucking... They smoked it. They were absolutely fantastic. And, um, yeah, man. I, I, this, this next set, we've talked about how, you know, the future of the scene from the couple of bands we mentioned. You know, we talked about Bad Omens and Northern Ghost and Thousand Below and stuff like that. This, like, next couple of... Uh, Album releases coming up, moving forward. Every time I die, I know they got something coming out. I think with this, Will Putney, yeah, with Will Putney. I think it's gonna be the revival of the Elders. You know, what I mean, to kind of put everybody straight, say, "Hey, hold on, we we still could fucking drop some." Drop it's some. gonna be the old Titans yeah. versus the new Warriors. Yeah, correct. Uh, we still got some fucking bombs, and uh, they're gonna we're gonna fucking slap you around a little bit and put you back in your place. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I am excited to see that. So, yeah, man, Norma Jean smoked it, smoked it, smoked it, smoked it, smoked it this year. So good stuff. Good stuff. My number one, no surprise, Fever
1: War, pitch support. Um, You know, I never realized it until you outright said it, that Gabe, you're a sucker for that southern sound. These guys ain't even from the south. They're from fucking Ohio. One the other is Buffalo. Uh, neither is Every Time I Die. they, they Yeah, got and they're from Buffalo. Yeah, That's a literally. phenomenal point. I yeah. think that there's something special about kind of the way this album comes together because it is a kind of nod to those dirty, greasy rock and rollers from the 70s all the way to the 90s before they kind of – you know, disappeared into obscurity like Norma Jean, right? Mm-hmm. And these guys bring back that tried and true sound of, we are fucking bored, let's make some bitchin' <laughs> ass music out there. And I mentioned that with their earlier re- releases, they were kind of on that <clears throat> hardcore identity crisis where they didn't know what to do, but I think with Piss Poor, they found their stride, they fucking hit it, and they were going for a hot minute. At the moment, uh, the band is kind of in question, unfortunately, because the lead singer did die, Yeah, but... Um, they, you know, if this is it, they left off on a hell of a fucking high point
0: for sure. Yeah, that's definitely upsetting. Uh, cause I, I agree with you. I, I wasn't as crazy about the, I did enjoy it. Uh, I wasn't as crazy about it as you were, but I definitely saw that this was a band that would, like you said, was making the next move that was going to be moving along to greater greater things. You know what I mean? And it is very sad to see them you know, Kind of have to screech down Because you know of the unfortunate passing of their lead vocalist That's horrible Young guy um, But yeah, definitely a nice tribute Because I think they deserve that They definitely earned it uh, But for my number one album of sanction, the year
1: Sanction, sanction, sanction
0: Actually, no North Lane. Yeah, North Lane. There we go Alien is number my number one album of the year I actually listened to it again the other day Just to kind of reaffirm that <laughs> Just to make sure that I'm not losing my mind That it wasn't just a flash in the pan So I, I went through the whole thing over again and I'm like, man, there is nobody else right now who is making music exactly like this. They are they have literally have done something unique. They have done something that other bands will try to replicate because it came off so well. Um, it's North Lane. It's the new North Lane, you know what I mean? It looks different, it sounds different. And I talked about it um, when we talked about the album, how I felt that this was a band that hit the hit its ceiling, right? You know, they're like a B plus band that hit its ceiling. Uh, but infor- they completely have changed my mind They dropped an A-plus album This year And um, fucking it-, it was such a great thing And so many different uh, ideas and so many different sounds and just they incorporated a little bit of everything a little bit of everything for everybody on this album and i love it i love it again I, again i listen to it again and i just fucking everything about it's fantastic so you're
1: absolutely right there was um kind of a hard cap that we saw with uh, what was it node and mesmer yeah, yeah. 2015 and 2017 mm-hmm. respectively where we're like yeah these guys would be a great opener for the main act Maybe okay, the I mean? middle of the lineup yeah something along those lines depending yeah. right but uh there's something special because north lane did rise to the occasion mm-hmm. and they blew that glass ceiling into tiny little fucking pieces with these breakdowns correct and it didn't make my cut simply because well you and i like very different things in our albums but well maybe not so much because this year was kind of. <laughs> yeah just, we, we had what three albums overlap yeah. but um y- y- there's Something to be said when everybody in the scene takes notice, and they may not love your album, they may not, you know, be crazy about it, but they give you that head nod, and you know, you have their respect because now all eyes are on North Lane. Mm-hmm, we still got some gaps to fill in in those heavy I mean, set hitters, man.
0: I mean, they're, I think, what are they? Are They're Australian? Are they Australian? Yeah, they are from um, Australia. They're on so, the water. They're an Australian band who came across seas and had a United States tour, and they did some sellouts here. Granted, smaller venues, but it starts somewhere, right? You Absolutely. Got, and now, next next time they come, they're like, you know what? We sold out that one. Let's do the next venue up. Just a couple, maybe a couple hundred more kids and see what happens. And I think we're seeing them grow. And I just didn't see it coming from them. I Columbus,
1: Ohio, and Australia share the same water supply.
0: Yeah, I guess the water teleports from the
1: <laughs> whatever. There's just one like interplanetary pipeline.
0: Yeah. Just goes sucked in and going right straight to the other side. It's and like that, Satan is right in the middle of it. It's like that a uh, hole from the Simpsons when Maggie was jumping in and out of the bubble, you know, from Oh movie. yeah. That that's the fucking water from Australia to, to Ohio, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, so those are the those are the albums. But do you have any honorable mentions you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I have actually two mayhaps three honorable mentions I want to mention. Um sanction Dude, Sanction came out down and dirty. They're the, it's so hard to describe. It's like when you play a game of Mortal Kombat and the dude whoops your ass so bad, you just let him, you just let him and <laughs> you're, you're, you're just and, like, okay, I'm gonna take notes. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, you're a little bit frustrated that you couldn't come back from it. But like I said, it's just mad respect for yeah. them because Correct. they're not a big band by any means, dude. No. And they have no right <laughs> doing all this ape shit stuff, man. Correct. I might just have to cop one of those Sanction hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Knock Loose, A Different Shade of Blue I like this album a lot It just simply didn't make my cut stylistically uh, That's not to say that Knock Loose doesn't have their own niche of sound per se But um, great fucking I can't even say sophomore effort Great follow up to
0: Laugh Tracks I think s- calling it a sophomore effort would diminish what they accomplished Well, I, I think that's their third album if I'm not mistaken I thought that was the second, for second one I thought Maybe. Laugh Tracks was the first one
1: Oh, let me pull up he's, the discography really up, quick He's pulling it up, dude Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, Uh, it is their sophomore work, but it is an honor roll sophomore work. Absolutely, my opinion. Absolutely. And then my third one: C Space Cowboy. The correlation between entrance wounds and exit. The correlation between Between entrance and and exit 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 wounds. wounds. Yeah. Um, Saw this band grow from violent, chaotic mathcore. That whole East Coast style, that like Dillinger every time, and you know stuff like that. Take a
0: shot every time you give mention to Dillinger in the last five weeks of the podcast. Take a shot every time I mention. <laughs> every time I die, you're gonna be hammered by the end <laughs> of the 40 minutes.
1: Um, and I think they really starting to refine their sound and what they're doing with their music. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it as much as some of their EPs, but that's okay because growth is important, and as long as we're step taking steps towards building a new musical foundation. I'm all for it man cuz you never know what 2021 music's going to look like, right? Yeah, for sure.
0: Correct, correct. Uh for my honorable mentions, uh Slipknot. We uh we are not your kind. Um fucking that album fucking rips man. It rips. Um Slipknot Long live the kings. Absolutely. I think you and I were kind of afraid of the album because the last one was kind of disappointing and maybe the last couple and, on.
1: and you know what? That is a hot take yeah. because I feel like a lot of people don't feel that about the
0: great chapter. Yeah. I I feel like that's like you and I are like, (laughs) no, dude, the album was kind of, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely not my favorite. If you made me list them, it's definitely at the bottom for sure. And I think we were a little bit afraid, uh, but you know, Corey Taylor, Jim root make, you know, these guys fucking, they, they showed us something, man. They showed us that they still have it and not saying that the album was like brutal. It definitely had its moments, but it was like well-crafted songs, that had the brutality but also had a, a tremendous amount of melody um, and just showing us, hey, man, we're, we're sticking around. I like their uh, what they're kind of going for, the aesthetic recently. I don't know if you saw the, the music video for Nero Forte. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they, they, how all of them are wearing different colored jumpsuits now. I'm like, why have they not been doing that for the last 20 years? What's wrong with them?
1: I can definitely dig it, man. Um, Slipknot kind of shattered the world in 1999 and they're still you know the shockwaves of the earthquake are still flowing correct. throughout the metal
0: community in 2019 correct uh, next up you talked about sanction already you don't have to mention it it was fucking fantastic just the old, a fucking full assault on your fucking ears in a good way and um, I felt a little violated, but I felt like I had to call them to make sure it was okay with them. You it's know? like, you know, when you see like a
1: car crash on the road and like, you know, you shouldn't look, but you still kind of do out of like morbid curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. That's... You're the guy in the car. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. That. And um, yeah, they just yeah, man, a young band that obviously has a lot to prove and they fucking proved a lot with this new album. So they did a great job. And Day um, Seeker Sleep Top. Okay. Yeah. Um there's no way. You know, you gave that album a 10
1: when you initially <laughs> yeah, reviewed it.
0: Yeah. It's it's de- there's def the high points are very very high. There are some songs on there that I'm just like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, this is what I want." And there's other ones that are just like, "Eh, they're okay." And um I think it kind of falls from uh it kind of fell into the whole kind of Vanna Void thing where like the first half of the album was like Ugh! And the second one's like, "Oh, okay." You know what I mean? And um yeah. In retrospect, i changed the grade. I think it'd probably get closer to an eight. I think you were perhaps on that initial release excitement. That, yeah. Uh, recency bias, perhaps. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I'd put that on there. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit more along the lines because I got another talking point that we'll bring up in a minute. Good stuff. What's your single of the year, my friend? Uh, <laughs> Sleep Talk by Day Seeker. Okay. Uh, just because I love the aesthetic of it. I think it had one of the best choruses this year. Sure. Um, it's just a very, my daughter sings along to it. Yeah, there you go. That's an instant winner in your books, right? Correct. Uh, my daughter sings it. And granted, she doesn't get the words 100%, but hey, she's trying. And uh, you can see her dance to it, you know, and uh, I don't know. Before I mean, we my... know she's going to be telling you about the undertow. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, man, um, I just love the chorus so much. And like I said, the it had some depth, it had some layers to it, some uniqueness. So I'm putting Sleep Talk on there. Good stuff. Mine is masochist by a band called
1: Polaris. Oh my word. How yeah. fucking catchy is this song? Yeah, that that's very I was listening to it the other day. I'm like, "Man,
0: that's a good song, man." They uh
1: they are really kind of chis- chiseling their their Michelangelo statue cuz I love their 2017 release. And now they're putting some fine fucking details mm-hmm. on the band and the brand name and I dig it and this is, this is an album I'm super excited for. It's like Every Time I Die, and then this, and then Great American Ghost.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, man, they definitely uh, took a little bit out of the Anime Affliction book. And he's like, you know what? Let's just write a fucking chorus that will absolutely fucking kill. Yep, but th- but the song does not let up at any point, yeah, man. Correct. Uh, and yeah, I-, I enjoyed it too. Uh, it, was, it, was, you know, it was in the discussions. I thought about it for a little bit, but I'm like, eh. That, um, there was an, an Unstated by Slipknot. I would put that up there as well. Yep,
1: that was... Uh, those were the early days of okay, we might be in the clear, but yeah. we
0: might not be. <laughs> yeah, man, because they could have took a hard turn real quick. You know what I mean? Because like, even the the great chapter had the devil and I. You know what I mean? And that song fucking rips. Um, but you know, but yeah, we, we it turns out we were right. They were right. So good for them. Good stuff. What is your concert slash show of the year? All right, so <clears throat> Northlane. Uh, no, actually, I didn't go to Northlane. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you goof. Uh, no, I actually I'm gonna give us to one band that I saw this year. One band that fucking blew my fucking face off thrice oh wow so i saw thrice earlier uh in the summer and i've i've done nothing but wanted to see them again ever since but you can't though because you've already seen thrice thrice fuck you're right you cannot i can't ruin that you
1: you legally
0: cannot you are bound by uh the rule every, of thrice every, every <laughs> trick in the book <laughs> the rule of thrice yeah man no i'm gonna run i'm gonna ruin it, I'm gonna ruin it. <laughs> now, if I do, but if now I see them nine times, I'm like, I've seen thrice, thrice, thrice. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the, that. The fever thrice, thrice, thrice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the thrice just fucking blew me away earlier this year. And like I said, I tried to like think about other bands because I saw divorce Prada. I saw Norma Jean this year. You know, I've actually went to an okay, an okay amount of shows, at least from you know, for being married and having a mortgage and a kid. Yeah, correct. I went to a decent amount of shows this year. And uh, yeah, they kind of just fucking set the stage, and nobody's gotten close since then. I want to see them again so bad. That's cool. how good it was. So um, I'm glad to hear that, man. I think that's a good complaint for a band if you're like, man. I wish I saw more. Man, <laughs> you guys need to come the fuck around to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, or when you see them when you're like, man, I just want to see them again. I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. You know? I think it means they definitely left an impression. So I definitely would recommend it. If they come through, then you guys should probably snag some tickets and fucking go apeshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the wife wants to see them, too, now because she's gotten into their music recently. I'm like, yes, because that's like half the half the battle for me is I have to get the woman at least to like, accept or th- the idea. Yeah, at least two or three songs. And then she's like, OK. You know, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. So thrice fucking blew me away this year. So that that's mine.
1: Would you low teens with a goat? Would you low teens on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man,
0: no contenders, baby. You know what it is. Stop that. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself for that.
1: Uh, yeah. Every time I die, played on a boat this year, and I saw them, and it was a fucking man. You know when you're watching boxing and like the dude throws a haymaker, and you're like, oh yeah. That was me when I got out. Oh yeah, that's good. I uh I don't have much else to say, man. It was a fucking blast. Other than the forty chess game that was that pit that night,
0: especially against the crashing waves. Hey, man, It is what it is. Swaying on the Hudson was the name of the episode. If you want the full review, <laughs> yeah, I named it Swaying on the Hudson. Yeah, Swaying on the Hudson. Uh, huh. Yeah, uh, that's the name of the episode. If you want Gabe's full review of that particular show, um, but yeah, that was that was that was good stuff. Alrighty, uh, what else we got? Mm. Let's do activity of the year. No,
1: hang on. Oh, biggest musical disappointment of the year. I got mine ready to fire. What's yours? Oh no, you go. You go first because I okay. So it. mine is a. They were a very creative deathcore band, out of San Antonio. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Of course, I'm speaking about Upon a Burning Body, and they went from i don't know dude like the most creative breakfast dish you can imagine to texas plain toast at the end of the day because it wasn't a bad album by any means it was in fact i mean you know the the lyricism was there the instrumentals was there but it just wasn't they put themselves in a box and i hate it because the first three albums you know you got shit like carlito's way you got red white and green which is by the way produced by will putney one of my favorite upon a burning albums all the time right and just, you know, the whole director shtick and, you know, it might have been a shtick, but even straight from the audio was a
0: fucking jam all the way through. And then this. It's funny because if you, you could look back at that conversation that me and Gabe had about, about them on the podcast and Gabe came to that hard realization that maybe that they lean too heavily on the gimmick because once you remove it, it's kind of like, eh, you know. I that- st- Still, though, it is a gimmick at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I like
1: it sucks to say that. But they got away from the gimmick with Straight From the Barrio. And they were kind of like. That, that was a fucking. <laughs> what are you talking about? You Being him, Mexican is a gimmick.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Uh, he said it. Not the white straight, guy. Straight from the. For real. For real. Straight From the Barrio wasn't a gimmick. Come on now, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, you know. If you um, took the cast from Blood and Blood Out and made a band, that's what they would sound like.
1: Oh, help me with the dude's name. What is the frontman's name? Josie. <laughs> no, not Josie. Anyway, he didn't scream San Antonio once, so to me, it's not a real upon San Antonio!
0: Um,
1: and that was kind of kind of my biggest disappointment, because this is a band we both heavily enjoyed
0: throughout the years, and now it's to a halt. I'm going to put uh, Wage War on that. Okay. Because granted, like I, I wasn't as fond of the second album as a lot of people were, but I definitely... I'm, I'm more disappointed due to the fact that I think if they went the more experimental route with the whole album, I think I would have liked it a whole lot more. So I thought that was kind of an interesting take that I've had never had before with the band. Uh, so that yeah, was up that, there. It is a really interesting take. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crown the Empire. They did a their sh- album was completely fucking forgettable like in every way. But um, you uh, post Malone's real glad he didn't, He got declined from that, huh? Yeah, I'm sure he is. Uh, but yeah, so that those are those are mine. Uh, oh, fuck. I forgot to mention fucking um, for single of the year. I forgot to mention fucking Homicide by Logic and M. Okay. I forgot, forgot to put that on there. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah man that, that it was a big mess <laughs> <laughs> those two albums were gigantic miss and I, I would definitely put southern house southern hostility <laughs> yeah this dude so, said southern hostility on there southern as well. comfort yeah right southern discomfort northern discomfort <gasps> we just came with the name of the new band anyway sorry Go ahead. uh so what do we have up next event activity of the year yeah let's do that what did you do this year that was
1: uber exciting disney bro yeah same here yeah yeah <laughs> sweet um, I mean, what's there more to say? We both enjoyed Disney. We had fun time. We hit rides. We had good food. I hit the parks. Um, I did a little bit more than y'all did, but you, you did less than we did. What you did? less. Oh yeah, because Universal, but yeah. at Disney yeah. specifically. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a great trip, and I think it's funny because uh, my buddies. Oh no, that's totally irrelevant. Never
0: mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was up there. I also did took my wife to the Sox game for her birthday, and we had like the whole you know early patio thing where you like they serve you unlimited food and beer yep and i got fucking hammered on bud light and you know me i had to have like six like ni- like nine of those <laughs> <laughs> just to get there um so that was a pretty f- we had a lot of fun um wait we got we got shitty we got shitty and i plan on going to hell of a lot more socks games this year just because we-, we might actually win something this year i'm not gonna get into don't that. jinx it yeah i know i fucking know but um so yeah those are my activities of the year i think Good thing. stuff.
1: We got anything else?
0: Uh, beer of the year. Beer of the year, man.
1: Um, I haven't tried anything that was made in 2019. Uh, I've got
0: SPF on. SPF is oh, my. Yeah, I picked up some Matilda last week, so that's probably up there. Yeah, yeah. SPF by Goose. So Goose Island taking, running away with that category. Damn you when you're good ass healthcare. Yeah, right. For sure. But yeah, man. I'm actually surprised. Whoa, EP of the year. Do you got an EP? You know, I actually didn't put any time or thought into this do you have an ep no i don't
1: <laughs> i think we we're just kind of so overwhelmed with our albums and because i did a little bit of reorganizing and i'm, I'm sure you did as well correct um oh and we got one last thing on the agenda okay uh, household items that sound like wrestling moves uh so this came to my mind because i brought a, pre- a french press and i was like 100 percent be a wrestling move
0: <laughs> okay so this is like a a, a cousin of the porn star wrestler game that we played like last year <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a distant cousin but go ahead that's the only one I had uh, at fr- the moment. Do you got anything? French, uh, the French press. The Swifter. Yes, the yeah. Swifter. The, the oh, Swifter. so good. The Swifter. Uh, the dishwasher. Coffee Ninja. <laughs> Coffee Ninja. Yeah. I mean, uh, what else? The pullout couch. That's not Maybe. too bad. That, that might be closer to the porn star. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not too bad. Um, shit, let me think now. Now it's going to bother me. Uh, he's thinking, ladies and gentlemen. Shit. He's thinking shit cuz i maybe i don't know soda stream <laughs> i don't know if I, the soda stream yeah. Are you going to piss on yeah, it I mean, you never know fuck um yeah i it's just the
1: french press and i was <laughs> like that is 100% going to be a fucking wrestling move if it's not already it, i mean we could look into it if
0: you want <laughs> we I, cuz i do want to do another uh wrestlers or wrestling stars yeah but i uh, you know cuz i think the last one just left my browser history so <laughs> <laughs> i think it might be time to bring it back around and do it might have a, to pull up that incognito my friend <laughs> Yeah right uh maybe do that for the for the podcast, but other than that, I mean that that's all the the categories and stuff that we did. Uh, but yeah, like you, what you know, how was your year overall? How would you rate this year, twenty nineteen? Out of how are you feel? <laughs> However, I feel.
1: Yeah, I had a great year, man. We yeah. had. Um, and I feel like I say this every fucking year in review. It was a fucking roller coaster to start from finish. We had great times. We had bad times. We had even worse times. But we're back on top, and you know, twenty twenty is the year of all the eye doctors with their 2020 vision bullshit, right? Correct. And I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. So I got no complaints, dude. You just got to take everything with a grain of salt, and you got to keep pushing. Correct, correct.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the same category. We definitely had some lows this year. Um, you know, I, but we think we're starting to turn them around a little bit. And uh, I think last year I said that the theme would be intentional changing for the better. So I think, you know, maybe we accomplished that a little bit. That's not too bad. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Um, you know, Elisana is getting older and that's kind of blowing my mind, Um. especially since we're like, <laughs> since we've done this show, I've had it. You've w- had no kid and then I, no wife and then wife and then kid. Yeah. Uh, no house, no dog. Like my life has very much changed in the last several years. And um. yeah, I mean, especially with her kind of seeing her grow up because she, she's so smart and she learns so much and uh, it's just you know it's nonstop. you know and i want to i'm generally curious from like your perspective because you've seen her grow up too yeah yeah. and you don't get to see her every day so like you see her and her sort of like in spurts you know i mean like she's growing and she's smart and it's ridiculous uh i got my wife a waffle maker for christmas the the official disney waffle maker the one that makes the mickey mouse ears and stuff like that i think that's probably my favorite thing i've given this year because we it was like a a a much laid back year because of the disney trip Uh so we were kind of just saving all, all our cash so yeah, Elson cleaned up, but I I didn't get anything, and I didn't real well, not really, but I didn't really want anything. I, I was happy with my trip, so for sure. But yeah, man, um, you got anything else, Gabe? Um, mm. uh,
1: for Christmas, my buddy got me. He got three printed miniatures of characters we played in a campaign three
0: years ago, and hand painted them. So that oh, was really nice. fucking cool. That's nice. Yeah. Um. Well, what we what else did we have? To, we had the Bring Me the Horizon thing. Did you get through all that? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll put it for next week. Yeah, maybe, maybe it might be best because uh I clicked on a song and it was ten minutes. I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> this is something I might
1: have to digest in pieces.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because I'm not. It's not. They're not fucking Metallica. I'm not gonna fucking listen to ten minute songs. it's Just so simply two, not two album reviews next week. Two album reviews. One, the retro, one retro. One. Oh, okay. Well, no. Well, what's the what's the retro one? bruh What? I don't want to give it away. Oh, text it to me. Okay. I'll text it to you like right now, like right now. Like oh, it's very. You're simple. gonna pause the whole fucking show? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna pause the show. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. Plus, we're only 45 minutes in, and I expected this episode to be <laughs> longer. Usually, these episodes are long. It's about an hour and a half. Oh, really? I thought
1: these episodes were really short.
0: No, about an hour. Like, ooh, the last one was about an hour and a half, I believe. Okay, so we got about half that. Yeah, that's sad. So that's the retro oh, one we're doing. Okay, yeah. Okay. 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 Uh huh. Don't, don't we have the, the rise and fall of mice and men too next week? Oh man, we got a stacked. Yeah, agenda. at least in the music for sure. I'm going to try to see another movie in the meantime, because I heard Knives Out was fucking awesome. Yeah, I heard that was good. Yeah. um, I'm going to try to see what else we can do this year. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, man, I think that 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 would have to be it, I guess. this One of the shorter episodes we've had. But that's okay, uh, because quality over quantity, my friends. For sure, for sure. We covered a lot of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So this, this is it. This is the last episode of 2019. The next time we will be speaking to you, it will be 2020, 2019 being the most active year in this podcast history. So thank you guys for joining us the whole, for the whole entire year. Hopefully you guys have liked what you've heard this last year. And hopefully next year you guys will come along with the ride for us because we enjoy doing the show. And uh, we will continue to do so as long as we got people out there who are interested. Um, one of the cooler things That happened this year Is we had somebody Actually reach out to us To do an album review I think yep. that, that was one of the Cooler things that Happened recently But yeah man If you guys got Comments, questions, or concerns You guys know the deal Get at us um, Definitely opening To hearing suggestions And maybe new ideas For 2020 um, To kind of think about What's going on Gabe is that all you got? Yeah Hit us on Twitter Facebook Oh yeah Let us know uh, So yeah That was episode 145 Of the Second City Kids Podcast We will see you here For the first one Of the new year Episode one hundred and forty-six. One four six. Yeah, <laughs> prematurely. But until next time, folks. Deuces. Ah! I did not do what I wanted to do. He Stop done goofed. It. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces.